sort of warming up our explanations and using some time, have you talked for just a second about what the inverted Jenny is, the stamp? Yeah, so, yeah. Well, so, I mean, you're right. It, it's probably, you know, if, if somebody knows about, if somebody's heard of uh, expensive stamp, it, it's almost certainly going to be the inverted Jenny. So when they printed stamps, they essentially, they kind of, what they would do is essentially send it through the machine twice. One time got it, its red color, which was the border of this stamp. One, the next round got the blue color, which is so on round two with the blue color, the plate got inverted. So one entire sheet got printed with the entire center of the stamp upside down. So being that it's an airplane, the airplane is flying upside down. And one of the things that makes stamps valuable is mistakes. That's right. And, and the more dramatic, was, the better. I mean, you said there was probably a sheet that was upside down. How many would a sheet be? Would it be 12 or 24 or, or what? 100 stamps. And actually, 100 stamps. So there were 100 stamps mm -hmm. out there for somebody to uh, to gobble up and, and if they were a collector and have pride yeah. ownership and maybe make well, a little original, money and sell them on the side. So. The original person who found the this he got the entire, this whole sheet from the post office. Ah. He he was at the counter, got him a sheet of stamps, and noticed, hey, these, you know, this is this is a mistake. Look at this. He, as soon as he got it, he knew, wow, this is something cool, and took it home, and, and, and the story goes from there. So he actually, the original owner had all 100 that are known to, known to exist. So, and then over time, they got split up into, you know, sets of four or individuals and whatnot and sold. Over the years, we still don't know where all 100 are. We're, of course, not even sure all 100 still exist. But right. we know where about 92 or 93 are. Yeah. Well, that's the, when I think of a valuable stamp, uh, and my knowledge is nowhere near yours, of course, because it's, it's not my thing, but I, I, you know, do sort of care. I always think yeah. of the inverted Jenny. It was a, one of the oh, planes yeah. that was used for flying early mail, I think. Mm -hmm. So it was. It was an airmail stamp. Airmail stamp. That, that's mm -hmm. the, and I think it's kind of a purplish color, I think. You said with a red border. Uh, but yeah, in, in any event, here I am watching mm -hmm. this in the middle of the night, and it's about airplanes. But what I'm thinking mm -hmm. about is is that that airplane they're talking about is the one that's on the most valuable stamp. And so, so uh, yeah. uh, I'm... I'm uh, I guess I've been listening to uh, the Maddox boys talking about stamps on the radio long enough. That's right. Uh, you know, a few years the, ago... One of the I, things I, I want to do, we've established your address uh -huh. on Oberon Road, is to yeah. uh, give out your telephone number, if that's all right. Please. Sure. Which is 919-832-2291. And sometimes during the night... Uh, we may have new listeners, people who have not tuned in for a long time or some or whatever, and mm -hmm. we we can tell them, you know, that about the fact that they can, if they call you and you you discuss, mm -hmm. they say they have some stamps and they want to know if they're sure. worth uh, doing, what the process would be. But that will be maybe we'll do that during the second half hour tonight. Sure. Now, do you? Yeah. Want to, I think we ought to try to talk both about stamps and coins tonight, since we have a choice and we're not being driven by the <laughs> telephone calls. And which one do you want to start with, stamps or, or coins? Well, let's let's talk some coins, and well, and uh, you know, we can we can talk about uh, a lot of things with with uh, all that's going on in the world right now and how it's affected the industry. So uh, I guess we could start with how 
one of the questions I've gotten a lot recently, uh, just in general, is people asking about gold and silver. That tends to be something people want to know more about when there's more, more uh, turmoil in the world. Yeah. So certainly with the beginning of the uh, coronavirus, that, that obviously you know presented turmoil. Um, so I've been asked more than more than ever about those, and so it, it, it's it's quite interesting actually that both gold and silver went down at the beginning of the coronavirus, which which is opposite of what one would expect. And and sharply they went quite sharply down. So that was uh that was an odd uh, odd happen happening. And then subsequently, the the demand has has gone way up and brought the prices back up. Plus the additional premium one might have to pay to to get it. So now we're back at a high spot. Right. Well, I can so remember uh, hearing uh, a. Um uh, financial commentator, uh, I, I think it may have been one of the people, I, I won't say because I'm really not sure exactly who it was, <laughs> but they were on WPTF, and, and so I, mm-hmm. I think they were probably people who could be who could be counted on, and that's one of the, mm-hmm. but that's one of the things that they were saying is that in buying of uh, precious metals as an investment property, it would be well to consult with your, your with your financial planner, the person who keeps an eye on mm-hmm. your portfolio. That's that's all. Uh, I absolutely. And uh, I have much we, agreed. Yes. Yeah, well, a lot of times when when things become unnerving, you know, and mm. it's thought to be a problem, or something's going to collapse and so on, people uh, want to go to hard metals. And I can remember right. we had a, a, radio, a radio guy, a radio commentator on one time, and he said, well, if the markets collapse, what you're going to really need is a gun and a refrigerator. <laughs> so, That's right. Uh, and he said that right. on the air, so I, don't, I feel like okay quoting him on, and that is, uh, <laughs> uh, is the refrigerator is to preserve your food, and the gun is to keep people from getting it. I guess that's but, right. Uh, that's right. Uh, one, one, yeah, but you're one right. should be careful though, and, and that that I think is the best advice in buying absolutely gold and silver, and indeed a lot of things that are bought as investments to to make sure that that, it, that, that in fact they're getting what they want, and if they are, it's a free country, and, and that's one right. Can, Go on and do that. Well, that's uh, right. Uh, you, you and I, when we talked, I think yesterday, or the day before, we we allowed us how there were probably a lot of news, and you probably have been to some uh, conferences or, or, or uh, what am I trying mm-hmm. to say, conventions and stuff yeah. uh, in in the last few months. And there may you have, know, been I big, actually, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, but there may have been some big sales or something, or you may have just want to give your observations. Yeah. In any event, what I think we need to right. do now is to take a quick break, let us catch our breath, and then come back and talk some more. We'll talk about okay. coins first and see whatever news that uh, you've got, or if you you've had any interesting trivia questions or any interesting questions sure. that people may have. We'll find All out right. on people's mind. His name is Austin Maddox. He is uh, the proprietor of uh, Maddox Stamps and Coins, 801, I think, Oberland Road in Raleigh. And he is a longtime guest of ours, along with uh, his dad, Doug Maddox, uh, who started the, the company back game many years ago. And we'll be mm-hmm. back to talk more about stamps and coins, or coins and stamps. Let's do it that way, right after this. Time, uh, that is to say you're listening to a couple of live people. Tom Kearney here for the Tom Kearney Show. We're here every night, Monday through Friday, 9 until 10. Tomorrow night will be a trivia night, as Friday nights usually are. Tonight we're talking with one of our oldest, and by that I mean longest running, because actually he's <laughs> rather young, uh, 
uh, Austin Maddox of Maddox Stamps and Coins tonight. Uh, they've been with us since uh, 1975 or so. Uh, in fact, yeah. long before I was even on the program. And uh, uh, Austin, uh, had there been yes, any sir. big uh, news items, big sales or anything, and discoveries uh, as there might be in the in the coin world in the last couple of months? There haven't been any major sales of any specific coins. One, uh, I did see an article posted uh, by another dealer of uh, another uh, treasure kind of situation. Of um, there's not a lot of information that I've seen about it yet, but the, another uh, you know another treasure off the coast, uh, off the Atlantic coast, has been found. Um, you know, we'll we'll see what comes out of it. It's it's always fun to find when they find these old pirate treasures that are from, generally speaking, from ships that were going from the New World back to Spain and 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 Europe. So you never uh, know what they're going to find. We need to have a, actually we ought to have a small history lesson on that one night because the what the Spanish found in in the New World to begin with, and they were the first to really open up, up a lot of territory. Forgive me, I'm mm-hmm. turning into a school teacher now, Austin. Uh, was was a lot of gold, and uh, it t- they tended to go through the Caribbean. And a lot of those ships were were attacked by pirate ships, and the British were kind of interested in, in stopping a lot of them too. So and, and other Absolutely. and other countries. So uh, oh yeah, there are uh, perhaps uh, many more ships that went down with with the gold on them, and the gold is there to be discovered, and people are over That's the years right. gradually discovering where the gold is. A lot of it is along the coast between Florida and North Carolina. And, You're uh, absolutely right. Well, the Bermuda Triangle, the famous Bermuda Triangle. Right, right, exactly. And uh, I guess the, if there was going to be a season, the season for doing that's about over because we were right on the edge of, of hurricane season. But there, that's right. There, there's still people out there looking for those coins, and still... It turns out well, the reason there are still mm-hmm. people out there is they keep finding them, and that's the... the yeah. The, the, They're getting harder and harder to find now. Oh, yeah, well, the supply, it's a supply and demand thing, I'm sure. That's but, right. Uh, well, uh, the easy ones have been found, I think, at this point, and now it's just the just more and more difficult ones, deeper and further away. Any news on, in terms of American coins? You know, there are issues, uh, mm-hmm. there have been historic issues that have to do with things from... The admission of the state to national right. parks to other things. Any news along those lines? <laughs> That's right. So, that, so now that we've kind of gone through a lot of those, the I was just looking at the list. The newest commemorative to come out now, I think it came out just early June, was the Basketball Hall of Fame commemorative. Uh, so, I, I, I think we we may have shown you one before, but one of the new trends with these commemoratives is they make the coins concave. Or well, concave or convex. I guess it depends on which side you're looking at. So it's it's there's you know one side is the picture of a basketball and it's it's rounded. And I so guess it's kind of to neat. make it more realistic, is that why you think they're doing this? You know, um, the mint products are something that they put out as a way to make money. It's it's the mint puts it out as a profit thing. So yeah, what, whatever they think people are going to like, essentially. Right, now, the Basketball Hall of Fame, I just was just trying to think. I get a little confused, but I think the Collegiate Basketball Hall of Fame is in Springfield, Massachusetts, I believe. Yeah. I, I, where, I think this one is for the... I think this is for the professional. Yeah. Well, uh, there is a... I don't know where the professionals, but there is a Hall of Fame in Kansas, yeah. too, I think, in, 
And that, that may be another mm-hmm. one. We'll, we'll have to uh, do a little research, uh, maybe at the halftime here, and find out. Uh, and I know they've put out the Baseball Hall of Fame coin already. That, that's been, that may have been four or so years ago. And, and that was, I think, the first of the coins that they put out that was concave. Right. So we've done baseball and basketball so far. I don't think the football one has come along yet, or any other sport for that matter. Well, the, and it's it's kind of hard to think about that. We've been deprived of sports long enough now that we're, we're beginning right. to to maybe forget with the, exactly when the seasons are and so on. But uh, that's right. There will be obviously well, a point. That's right. I'm sorry. Go ahead. Well, you know, with uh, the deprivation of sports and other bits of entertainment, the collectible collectibles industry has uh, gained some new new collectors and and some new interest. We've we've seen. Uh, prices ticking up a little bit on things just because people are at home. They've got time. So they're looking for something to do. Are you, I don't know if you're aware, but I end up watching a lot of television in the middle of That's the night right. and so on. And I know there's there's one channel that has almost continuous coin uh, sales going oh, on. Yeah. Uh, but uh, have you uh, run across any sports memorabilia? And I got to thinking about this because there was a question on Jeopardy the other night. You know, around the early 1990s, there was a resurgence in the interest in baseball cards. Mm-hmm. It sort of comes yeah, and goes. There was. When I, yeah. When I was a, you, your dad and I, we were about the same age. We were kids. There were a lot of Mickey Mantle cards and mm-hmm. Willie Mays and so on. Mm-hmm. And then it sort of went away. And then it, it mm-hmm. came back. And I, I think Tops was involved in. And there were actually yeah. stores that opened up in kiosks and malls that, uh, that yeah. sold sports cards. That's right. You know, we don't do sports cards, so I, I don't know a lot about the market. But I, I do understand that, you know, earlier material and that is, is doing well also. Right, right. Uh, I don't know that I've ever seen any any coin or anything that commemor- commemorates Cooperstown, which is where, you know, the, the National Baseball Hall of Fame is. And, of course... Yeah, the, there is one. There is one. Okay. Uh, it yeah. opened... I think they had the first election in 1936, and they opened the doors in 1939. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, it's been a regular thing since then. And uh, yeah, if you, by the way, if you've never been there and you like baseball or you like pretty towns, you should go. It's a yeah. really nice town. Yeah. Well, let's see. Has the baseball season even started back yet? I, I don't. They, I don't keep I, up much. No, it has not because of the the uh, the. Uh, the, the virus, uh, anyway. I but I think there was a, a general announcement, I think, today that they were going to start playing in late mm-hmm. July and try to get a 60, 60 or 62-game uh, season in. Uh, there's been uh, a lot okay. of disagreement between the, the, the owners and the and the uh, players as to uh, whether they would, would, would do it or not at all, and if they did have any games they would play because it's in the interest of the – the owners not to play as many games. I think they get just about as much money from TV, but they don't have to pay out as much money. That's mm-hmm. the impression that I've got. I may be wrong about that, but but I think the thing about them starting in late July and playing 62 games is probably going to be the case. Now, that may not, you know, if we develop hot spots in different places and so on, and the, the, the disease isn't brought under control, that may not happen. And those games may right. be played before empty stands. Austin, we need to stop now. I got to go in there and forgot. We have news coming up at uh, News Radio 680 WPTF. Okay. You're listening to us on FM 
be sure to save one of the buttons on your FM side for WPTF-FM. Uh, Tom Kearney here talking about coins and stamps or stamps and coins tonight with uh, Austin Maddox, uh, proprietor Hi. of Maddox Coins and Stamps. Uh, Austin? Yes, sir. John and I cooked up something while while you were away, and uh, we had a oh, caller okay. call in with, with a question. And uh, oh, okay. we, we, we decided, uh, John took it down, that he was going to repeat the question to you and, and to see if it was, do the best you can to answer it is what you can do. And so, okay, so sure. That, was, that way we'll be able to offer that service. And so this was a drive-by caller, one that uh, wasn't going to be on the air. John, do you, do you have the details from that particular call? Yeah, Tom and Austin. So this gentleman, when he was 15 years old, received a coin that was from 1853. It's in his family's basement. He wanted to know if it was worth it to uh, get into that basement and retrieve the coin and see if, see if it was worth it, see if it was what it was worth. Yeah. Well, um, that's a load, certainly a loaded question without knowing what denomination or anything it is. Um, for instance, an 18, uh, 1853 penny in, in let's just say, uh, average condition would only be a $10 coin. It, it would certainly wouldn't be something to be too terribly worried about. If it's an 1853 you know, in nice condition, it, it could be significantly more. Uh, I just, just by chance happened to buy a 1853 $20 coin yesterday. Yeah, that was about a, that was about a $2,000 coin. So, you know, it's, it's really hard to say without knowing more. Austin, let me, uh, make a contribution or try to make one here. And you, you tell me if this is, is, is usable for yeah. you. Uh, we might invite this gentleman to give. And this is where we can also talk about uh, if a person has a coin or has a question mm-hmm. about coins, how they can deal with you in your office and call you and what, what services you offer for nothing, you know, that kind of thing. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, we could mm-hmm. repeat the number and let this gentleman maybe give, give you a call at the office and then he could say, yeah. well, this is an 1853 uh, gold piece. I don't know if there was such a thing. I'm just making sure. this up. But then sure. you would have the data, and then he would have he would have your number, and you could give him a if you don't mind, you could give him a straight sure. answer. And absolutely, yeah. we're always happy to answer person, questions. I'm sorry. We're always yeah, we're always happy to answer questions, and yeah, people are always free to call us at nine one nine eight three two 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 nine one, and we'll we'll be happy to answer questions like yeah, well, I've got this, you know, let's just say a dime from eighteen fifty three. What can you tell me about it? And I'm I'm always more than happy to help. Is that I, I hope that's okay. I hope I haven't spoken out of turn. I, I oh, know, that's what we do all day, every day. Well, I know that your your dad used to say, and I think you said it. Uh, if a person has a collection, and maybe you know, grandpa kept it in a in a uh, tobacco can or something. Yeah. And uh, you 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 were willing to to look through a few of them and say, no, nah, it's not worth it, or yeah, you know, there may be something here before you mm-hmm. before you you turn the clock on, so to speak. Oh, absolutely. Oh, yeah. We're you know we we are always happy to spend ten minutes to kind of because usually when people come to us, they they really don't have their head around right. what they're dealing with, and you know it takes us a few minutes to kind of get a good feel for what they've got as well. And sometimes we say, you know, this looks like it's going to just be more fun. To keep in the family. Other cases, we say, 
you know, this, this, and this are collectible. This, this, and this are just going to be silver or gold value, and this is how we would continue from here. Right. That sounds like, I've always thought that was very gracious of, of you, you, you and uh, Maddox Coins and Stamps. So, again, the number uh, to get in touch with Austin is uh, 919-832-2291. That's one of the numbers I've always remembered, Austin. So you're always <laughs> in danger if I have a telephone that I'm going to call you up and ask you That's some, right. some question. Okay, well, that, that, that uh, helps take care of the question the gentleman had on hand and yeah. also lets folks know the kind of services that, that you do, in fact, provide and so on. Mm-hmm. We've, we've, I've been and thinking about... I, stay, I, I'm sorry. Go during, ahead. The, during the break, I looked I went ahead and looked at the schedule for what else is uh, what else has come out this year, and there's a few more of the commemorative quarters, like you know, like we started with the state quarters and then national parks and whatnot. Right. So I've got what. So the next ones that have come out this year are Weir Farm, looks like National Historical Site. So that's one of our 2020 commemorative quarters. And the next one to come out is the Salt River Bay National Historic Park. And that should be, uh, no, uh, that'll be coming out in about a week. Hello? Yes. Did we lose you? No, I'm here. Okay, you... it sounded like uh, you dropped off there at the end. I didn't know whether you had finished or whether we had lost you. Oh, well, no, it sounds no. like they're taking out <laughs> the things that are not within the formal park system, but you know, historic sites that... Uh, that's right. It's been a very way, popular yeah. series. You know, people enjoy collecting things they can find in their pockets, and right. that's that's been able to happen with these state quarters and whatnot. Is is it, you know, letting you just collect organically? Right. Just, just. I think that's what my mother did. She's no longer with us, but uh, when uh, she didn't was in the latter part of her life. Uh, easy to get out, so I became her collector for her, that is. That's right. I, I went mm-hmm. through my money every day to see if we mm-hmm. had a North Carolina quarter or a Delaware quarter, but I think yeah. I finally got a whole set of the of the 50 states. Yeah. Uh, but I, she didn't go, in, by the time, by this time, she was no longer with us, and uh, we didn't mm-hmm. go into the others, but I, I I didn't collect them myself, although I kind of got in the spirit of things by doing by doing it yeah, her along the way. Yeah, um, you know, Tom, another neat thing that they've done, and this is in the past, uh, only in the past year, I think, is West Point Mint. So it's got the W Mint mark, has right. started also making one of these quarters uh, in, in con, you know, in, in conjunction with the other mints. But West Point only makes a, a very small fraction compared to the other mints. So that's another fun thing you can do just getting quarters from your bank is looking for one that has a double unit mark because and, they are if, far more scarce. And you can collect uh, coins or stamps or anything, but particularly coins for almost any reason. And that is you could want to oh, have yeah. a set of ones with all the different men marks on them. Mm-hmm. Therefore exactly. you need a West Point. Exactly. And so it that's does. just something the Mint decided to do last year with uh, a little encouragement from the collecting community is just to, just to, to create a new something fun to look for. Right, and the men at, at West Point, which is where we know mostly where the U.S. Military Academy is, is, is mm-hmm. a brand new addition to the Mets, I believe. It's, it is the newest one, yeah. They, they mostly produce uh, bullion-related things, silver and gold, but they, right. I guess they 
did something special for the quarter. Okay. Now, I always like to review things when we, when we touch on something. The other standard American mints are, I think there's one in Philadelphia, and then there's one in Denver. Yep. Philadelphia is the main mint. It's been the main mint since, since the beginning. Uh, there's Denver and San Francisco as well, and New Orleans. New Orleans, uh, okay. Historically, we've had one in Charlotte, North Carolina, and Dahlonega, Georgia, as well, and Carson City, right at Nevada. And the and the last ones you named, Carson City and the the Charlotte Dahlonega thing, mm-hmm. are yep. obvious in that uh, the first gold strike in America was near Charlotte, and, and, and absolutely across the border in northern Georgia is where the Dahlonega. Uh, it's probably the mm-hmm. same vein or something like that, and of course well, Carson and City. Denver and- Denver and Go San ahead. Francisco as well. I mean that that's really that's right. really why they there became branch mints all you know way back when too. And there were a lot of uh, 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 coin uh, metal strikes in Colorado too, as a matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, and uh, the uh, the Carson City was where I'm trying to think of the name of it, but the the Comstock load was discovered. Uh, yeah. I think it was the richest silver vein they'd ever found, or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it's the reason that Carson City is the capital of Nevada, too. So. That's right. You know, you learn a lot of history mint, here. Actually, there's one mint we haven't, uh, I forgot to mention, in, in the Philippines, Manila. So okay. the only time we've had a mint outside the U.S. And it is just, I, I would guess it's not still operative. No. It, I think no. it got blown up. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. But we, you know, we have, the Philippines were owned by the United States. And I think they mm-hmm. were supposed to get their independence like in 1939, but they didn't. Uh, uh, they didn't do that because of the mm-hmm. uh, problem with the Japanese and the coming war. And I think they actually mm-hmm. became an independent country in 1946. Mm-hmm. And uh, since then, the, the presence of the United States uh, has been become becoming less and less. In fact, I think we hardly have a presence now. But since Clark Air Force, yeah, I think not. right. And so, yeah. We need well, to that's stop always for a good moment. trivia question. Yeah. That's always a good trivia question. Where where did we have a mint outside of the U.S.? And well, it would be a good trivia question because I've been listening to this program the whole time. I've been actually participating in it, and I did not know there had ever been a mint outside the United States. So, yeah. uh, if we get so we can take calls again, you'll have to trot that one out and use it as a trivia. That's question. right. That's right. That's a, that would be a really tough one. Okay, I'm going to put you on hold here for a minute, John and I are, because mm-hmm. I have to do a commercial and we need to take a break, and then we'll come back and finish up our program. Right. You'll be thinking about what else we need to talk about tonight. Uh, we're mm-hmm. we're talking to Austin uh, Maddox of Maddox Coins and Stamps on the Tom Kearney Show tonight. I'll remind you again that tomorrow night we're going to have trivia, but tonight we also need to talk to you uh, about the King's Auto, and uh, they want you to know that when servicing your car, you need to know your cycle of service. Your cycle of service begins the month that you buy your car. That cycle does not necessarily match with the normal seasonal changes. At King's Auto Service, they will schedule your service intervals based on that cycle. For those using synthetic oil or driving limited miles, you may go months past the normal service based on these miles. That is, the the service interval for you may not be exactly the same thing that would be in your owner's manual. And uh, you will need to schedule your services two or three times a year at a different than the regular schedule. During your service, King will, Kings will check wipers, belts, 
tires and transmission uh, levels. And for those of you who are currently driving a Toyota Prius or some other hybrid vehicle, the certified hybrid technicians at King's will now be able to refurbish your high-voltage battery pack for less than the dealer would charge to replace it. The replacement usually occurs at around 150,000 miles. Call King's tomorrow to schedule a courtesy battery analysis, King's Auto Service and King's Correct Lube, and uh, the state inspection station are easy to find at 1039 Northwest Street in downtown Raleigh and at kingautomotive.net on the web. King's Auto Service, Raleigh's most uh, reliable auto care since 1946, and I can tell you that, that that's all true because I have walked the walk with their service. That's where we take both of our cars. We'll be back with Austin in just a couple of minutes. 951, almost 952. It's Radio 680 WPTF. Tom Kearney here. Again, tomorrow night will be trivia night. Tonight we're talking about coins and stamps with one of our longest-running guests, uh, Mr. Austin uh, mm-hmm. Maddox. And I've yes, said, uh, Austin, one thing I've always done when, when Doug was on and since you've been on is spell it. M-A-T-T-O-X, right? That's right. Maddox Coins and Stamps, you've got a website. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's www.maddoxcoinsandstamps.com. Okay. Uh, I had an idea why you were gone, and I don't know. I don't want to get in your way or anything, but I was going to ask you about uh, stamps uh, when we come back, mm-hmm. and, and famous people who were, in fact, stamp collectors, and some unusual people have been. But I've been reading a lot about Franklin Roosevelt lately, and that's one mm-hmm. of the things that he did. That was one of his favorite hobbies. Uh, oh, yeah. For all of his life, yeah. it may have been his favorite hobby was was collecting stamps, and maybe you we know, could uh, one night make up a list, or you and I could do some research. Uh, I hate to give you homework. I think you're right. nice enough to be our guest, but uh, uh, famous people who were stamp collectors, or famous people who were I bet there is a list somewhere. Oh, absolutely. I mean, it was it was considered the uh, the hobby of gentlemen and and you know kings and princesses and and whatnot. Right. Uh, Queen Elizabeth herself is a stamp collector, and so was her father. And you said, and uh, Queen Elizabeth is, and who else did you say? Her her father was as well. Her father, George, uh, let's see, six, I think, mm-hmm. is who her father was. That's right. Well, yeah, well, that's interesting, because uh, I know I had forgotten that about Franklin Roosevelt, but I I was reading... Uh, some, something about his later years in office when he was uh, mm-hmm. much put upon by the war and bad health and everything and how he mm-hmm. retreated to his study sometimes with his, his tweezers and his a little uh, and his booklets. Well, I don't know what you call them, where you mount the stamps in and keep them. That's right, your album. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you can still buy stamps that, you know, once when, he, when his collection was sold, of course, it was sold publicly. Uh, so you can still buy stamps on the market that were from his collection. That's something kind of neat that I'm sure people enjoy having in their collection. Ah, uh, yes, yes. Well, there, are, as I said about coins earlier, there are lots of reasons uh, uh, that people collect. Uh, you know, they don't have to necessarily be the oldest or the ones who are, that are perfect or with a flaw in them. I remember reading a story about a man who one time wanted to, to collect every kind of dime, you know, every mint mark, every... Yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, Absolutely. Every whatever the picture on them was, and those kinds of things, or or one of mm-hmm. each denomination—the dimes, nickels, pennies. Sure. I have to 
I thought about it when you said it earlier. I, you know, I've been on a rampage around here uh, that there is no such thing in the American uh, coin uh, collection as a penny. That's right. You Second better back me up on this, Austin. That's right. Uh, we have a one cent piece, but a penny is a British coin. But but we right. we've always called them pennies, and so pennies they are. There they are. Exactly. That's right. Well, just a common colloquialism, I guess. Oh, well, it's, it's when you want to be a smart aleck and show off a little bit. We've got about a minute right. left. Is there anything that else that you'd like to put on the board tonight? Uh, you know, well, uh, we can. Uh, how much time do we have? We have about a minute, a minute and a half left. Okay, well, I, I guess the only other uh, you know, thing that's been going on, of course, is the Black Lives Matter movement. And uh, if you recall, they were going to put Harriet Tubman on the $20 bill to replace Andrew Jackson, uh, which, you know, like many of our historical figures, uh, had he had some goods and some bads about him. And one of his bads about him, in particular, of course, is he was a slave owner. And so um, he, he's certainly been a a figure who's come up more recently, and I think that that bill was scrapped to uh, to put to change the twenty. But we'll see if that uh, we'll see if that comes back around. Right, the political uh, uh, situation is such that it, that indeed it might. Well, Austin, I, I want to thank you for uh, for being on with us tonight and having a Absolutely. good program and doing it a slightly different way. And I I know particularly I don't want to embarrass you, but I know you got a three year old child at home and you've got a new home. So congratulations! I do, yes, and uh, yeah, we're, we're we're glad to congratulate you on that. Give our regards to, you. to your dad and everything. I will. And, uh, Thanks, we'll Mom. talk to you in about a month. Okay. Thanks, Austin Maddox, our guest tonight. Tomorrow night is going to be trivia. I hope my brother Stephen will be with us. You can join us then.